0: Guys, Ryan Biddulph here, blogging from paradise. I want to do something a little different today. Doing my podcast less frequently now, but I wanted to delve into one of my most dramatic experiences on the road. Now, I've done a video discussing this colorful incident in more ways than one in Muhammad, India. And you guys are probably going to remember. Made a number of jokes about the machinist, Gollum and the like. But of course, this was a horrifying experience where I suffered through Jardia and almost died. So today I want to dive into it and kind of paint a picture of how that story actually unfolded. Now, my wife Kelly and I visited India in 2013. We enjoyed our time there. Hey, Even with me almost dying, I definitely enjoyed it. But when we visited Bangalore, we were out and about enjoying some fine eats. The city of gardens, right? All my Indian readers know it's really a gorgeous city. I came across a place, and I'm trying to put my finger on the actual meal that served a nice Caesar salad, but unfortunately, in nations like India... Sometimes the health standards, the hygiene standards, aren't quite as high. And that's okay. It just is what it is. No big deal. So I sit down, enjoy this meal with Caesar salad dressing. And I do believe that this was the culprit, but I cannot guarantee it. Because in India, you're bound to come across a lot of interesting developing nation bacteria that will toughen up your stomach. So, I remember walking back to the hotel we had rented for the week in Bangalore and feeling a little bit off, but this is normal in India because you're apt to get deli belly, and it is that hard brick-like belly that extends when those little devilish bacteria parasites are dancing around in your gut, right? So sitting around at night, really can't get the sleep, and I vividly remember walking into the bathroom, My stomach was fully distended. Imagine a brick, rock hard. It almost felt like a basketball. I could punch it, and I barely felt anything. The gas buildup was so strong. But as I was in the bathroom and I was let's just say, doing number two something weird happened. I was entirely constipated. And I'm thinking, this is kind of strange. I really had to go. It was that feeling of my stomach's full. There's air in there. I have to go, but nothing's happening. So, you know, I did enforce it. was on the toilet for a little bit. Got up off the toilet, walked back to bed, The stomach's just expanding. It's almost like if you can imagine a basketball being pumped up way beyond the recommended air pressure. When the basketball, if you drop it and it bounces like 10, 12 feet almost, it's just that type of pressure. So I'm laying in bed and thoughts start to swim through my mind a little bit, thinking, okay, something feels a little bit off. But usually, and one thing I've encountered as I've been circling the globe for the past eight years, what happens is there's two or three days of not necessarily vomiting, maybe some pretty bad diarrhea, but even then, not always. Just this feeling of adjusting to a certain climate's parasites. It's as simple as that. So I'm sitting there, no problem. The next day I got up and I knew we were going to be taking the bus from Bangalore to Cochin, and then to Mahama and Aleppi, beautiful, beautiful area. I start to feel really off. And I remember meditating, doing a lot of meditation, thinking, okay, be with the illness, be with the fear, be with the pain. Don't allow this to accelerate into something more violent and wicked because it was one of the deepest fears of mine, getting really sick anywhere, but especially in India, only because I just wasn't sure what the hospitals would be like. I'm sitting there, I'm meditating, I'm meditating. One day, it must have been two hours of just relaxing, following my breathing. Then I start to feel a tiny bit of nausea. So I run to the toilet, nothing on the front end, just a little bit, just that feeling of sourness, right? And I feel entirely constipated again, but that pressure keeps building in my stomach. So when I try to go, it's just basically, let's be honest now, it's going to be graphic, a little bit of water. The tiniest bit. Hmm. Something seems a bit wrong. The feeling gets worse. I ask Kelly to go downstairs, maybe get me some soup, if she would, from the restaurant downstairs and a couple crackers. So she buys it. I'm thinking this will settle my stomach. I eat it bad idea. Half hour later, I start to feel really, really sick and really, really out of it. And I started to get more and more nauseous. This is not good because we need to take an approximately 10 hour bus ride, I believe, eight to 10. I think it was maybe longer from Bangalore to Cochin. My Indian readers can correct me. It was a long bus ride. So it's about an hour or two before we're going to leave. I'm laying in bed saying, please pass, please pass, please pass. I feel nauseous. My stomach just feels terrible. I thought like I'm going to have explosive diarrhea. It's a very intense experience. Our tuk-tuk guy shows up, and we find the tuk-tuk guy. Kelly's basically dragging me out. I mean, I'm able to walk, but I'm just like, oh, no, bouncing up and down in the tuk-tuk, feeling quite terrible. And as we zoom and zip around the city of Bangalore with this somewhat aggressive tuk-tuk driver, we barely make it to the bus because turns out we had the wrong directions to actually get to the bus stop. The first place we went to, he wasn't there. People in the neighborhood are directing us. They're pointing. We had to hustle really to get there. And the bus driver was really pissed that we showed up late. I could really care less by now because I'm feeling pretty crappy. But it was a sleeper bus, so we get on the bus, he throws our luggage on. I'm like, oh, no problems, I understand we're late, we apologize. And we zoom off to Cochin, overnight bus. I actually begin to feel better during this ride, which is really cool. I get some sleep in, don't feel great. But when we arrive to Cochin or Kochi, more modern name, or older name as opposed to the modern name, it's about 6 in the morning. The sun has come up, looks like a pretty nice day, very humid and hot. And as I'm walking towards the bus station to catch our bus from Cochin to Muhammad, I feel this instant wave of severe, almost debilitating nausea hit me. My brow breaks out in sweat, I start pouring in sweat from my head to my arms. Every pour just starts like a roaring rapids. Absolutely overpowering. And I remember seeing these Indian women beside me. It's just Kelly and I. We were the only tourists and the locals. And just thinking, I have to move. I'm going to spew on these people. It was that type of nausea that leads to projectile vomit. 99% of the time. This time it did not. I sat there. I'm like, let me go to the bathroom, maybe I have to poop, I have to have diarrhea, get it out of the other end. So I go jogging over to the bathroom slowly, not wanting to agitate my stomach and projectile vomit before I'm getting on this bus. I'm nervous that I'm gonna miss the bus. So I go into the loo, try to poop, nothing doing, thinking, okay, maybe I'm gonna vomit, nothing doing. The wave passes after about five minutes and it was intense. That was when I knew what I didn't poop or puke, something was very off in my system. Now, I tried to tell myself on a conscious level, oh, you know, you're okay. It just passed. It was just a little developing nation parasite. No, 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 no. This was not the case. I bought a soda, drinking it on the way, a little Coca-Cola, set all the stomach, perfect. And when we arrive in Muhammad, I had a little bite, half of a little dumpling with some curry on it, and it did not feel good. For the next roughly week, I did not eat anything, and I barely drank anything, because anytime I would drink something, forget eating, anytime I smelled the curry in the house, I felt like I was going to throw up. It threw me off. I was barely sleeping. But when I would drink water, it caused such dyspepsia. And my stomach just kept building, building, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. But I kept lying to myself, thinking it was nothing other than deli belly. No, no, no. We're sitting there. Each day it's getting worse. Kelly's looking at me thinking, you know, are you okay? I'm just saying, no, I'm fine. I'll get through it. I just have to let it pass. My appetite will come back. I have liquid diarrhea. It's just shooting out. It's It's water. It's not basically water. It's water. And I'm losing weight because I'm not eating. I haven't eaten in days. not sleeping. You know, sleeping maybe two, three hours a night, up most of the night, just watching TV. And the water is half a cup a day, maybe a cup. And I just can't take it in. I feel too sick. Finally, it hits the tipping point. I had sunken cheeks. Right? You can see the sunken cheeks. My abs are coming in, which look great. I definitely sported uh, almost a six-pack, which was pretty impressive. The route which I took to achieve this six-pack was not too pleasant. Liquid projectile diarrhea for up to a week. And the one night I remember waking up as the nausea had built up, and I said, I have to go to the hospital. And it was about... 10 30 <clears throat> felt totally weak i could tell my electrolytes were really low and i had waited too long it was definitely my fault so we take the bumpiest tuk-tuk ride ever every time we hit a bump you know kind of a rural area of india to the hospital i feel like i'm gonna get sick we walk in i sit down about midnight sit down on the table or lie down and there's about seven nurses you know checking me out which seemed kind of weird so I explained to the doctor my predicament, pointed to my stomach, the hardness of it. And he said, oh, you'll be okay. I'll give you some Indian Pepto-Bismol. And I'm like, no, there's, it's so much worse than an upset stomach. I'm like, this is, that's a parasite doctor. I was pleading. I was tearing up in my eyes because I knew something was really, really wrong. And he just basically ignored me. And the nurses just stood there and nodded, you know, well, just a little upset stomach. You'll be okay. I'm sitting there depressed. I know it wasn't that. We stop by the counter to get the drugs. Again, Indian Pepto-Bismol. I take a little cup. I barely down it. I just felt so sick. As we're taking the tuk-tuk back home, I feel even more sick. The nausea had built up. Didn't want to move at all. Get back home. I lay down. I feel shitty as can be. Absolutely terrible. And about an hour later, I wake up. I puke. It the first time I threw up. So I knew it was like, oh my goodness. I just felt so sick. I puked the Pepto-Bismol up. Anything that I had left, I was totally tapped out. I lay back down in bed for about an hour and a half, just looking hallucinating. And then I just start crying. And I told Kelly, we got to go to the hospital immediately. I knew my dehydration levels had reached really dangerous, dangerous levels. I felt like this is it. I'm going to die in a few days if I don't get Electrolytes. I'd barely drank any water. I'd been sweating it out. I hadn't eaten. <clears throat> so the person we had rented from, who was an absolute doll, gets his friend to roll up the tuk-tuk. I could barely sit up at this point. I needed to be held up. I was so weak from lack of calories. No electrolytes, you no know, salts, potassium. I'm carried toward... The tuck tuck, like I was a rag doll. I just remember that feeling of absolute helplessness and weakness, and thinking if I don't get what I need in my system potassium, sodium, vital fluids I'm going to die pretty soon. And that was a horrifying feeling because even though it's funny to make jokes about my weight loss and feeling terrible, when you have that distinct feeling that you're going to die within 24, 48 hours. Panic sets in. <clears throat> Fear, terror. Remember, that was the longest tuk tuck ride of my life. Every bounce felt so unpleasant that I was on the just borderline of retching, yet there'd be nothing left. I had no fluids, puked up, hadn't eaten anything in a week, barely drank anything. I puked up the Pepto-Bismol, so there's nothing left. It would be dry retching. And just seizing. My system was seizing. It was failing. So we get to the hospital. <clears throat> I lay down on the floor. Go to the emergency room. Put me in the wheelchair. As soon as that IV hits my vein, my inner arm, after the doctor said my pulse was feeble, when I needed fluids immediately, I felt life again. Now, it was still an uphill climb. It was going to take a while, at least a month from that point, almost a month and a half for me to return to my normal strength. But that was one of those turning points. He gave me a broad spectrum after I went through three bags, and I was there for two days, broad spectrum solution, which did not kill the Giardia, but it did help me feel better. Of course, when I'm in the hospital and I'm getting the painkillers, I'm retching and vomiting, not much to come up, which is a good point. I think about it. I get a little bit of fruit in me, have my fluid start taking in a little bit of water, and then we bus off a day later to Kovalam Beach. On the way, I'm drinking a soda. It tastes pretty good, but I just knew it wasn't past because I was having a bite here, a bite there. Now, it turns out the person we rent from there is a doctor. We explain our symptoms. One of my friends at the time, who was in kovulum a month prior in Kathmandu, nepal got giardia he hit it right away with the antibiotics one day after so didn't go through any suffering i knew that i was talking to him at the time he said you have giardia buddy so i explained it to him he said well it's really not ethical but i know exactly what you have is like this is going to be 20 times stronger than antibiotics you take in america but it'll work right away so kelly went at this point i was not walking anywhere i was barely moving I was feeling a lot better, but I could only take in a couple bites at a time, and I knew it wasn't gone. The nausea had left largely, but my appetite was just not there, and there's something still off. Took the antibiotics. That night, I felt as sick as I had felt when the giardia hit hardest. I was hallucinating. I felt like I was going to puke, worried that I couldn't keep it down. It was just so much anxiety. I was on the toilet for a good four or five hours. Feet turned numb. But when I woke up the next morning, oh. I remember the bright sun. It had passed. The nausea had passed. My stomach was no longer hard. Unbelievable. I made it. And I started walking five to ten feet at a time each day to build up my strength. I would walk down to the boardwalk eventually, three, four days from that morning when I made the big turn. I'd have four or five scoops of roti. And I slowly but steadily built up my strength and my appetite, had a quarter of a hamburger, and it was building, it was building. But it wasn't until even in Chennai, when we left Kovalam after two weeks, I was still kind of weak. It really wasn't until I returned home a good month and a half after getting sick initially where my strength returned. It was the one time in my life I could say I definitely cheated death And I was eternally grateful after this wild experience. If you want fun travel stories, blogging tips, courses, stop by bloggingfromparadise.com. Check out that top menu. Until next time, you know what to do. Enjoy Paradise, everybody.